0: When you're talking about the good instead of the best, right? Like we can live really good lives for God. We can we can we can live really good lives for our family, for our community, even for our church. But it may not be the best life because we weren't focused, because we didn't give full attention to what God Absolutely. wanted us to do. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just live a good life. No. But I want to do the best that I can. You know.
1: Welcome back to the podcast.
0: Today we are talking about distractions, what they really are, how we can overcome them as Christians and live a life of purpose.
1: But first we have a five-star review out of Cairns, Australia. It says, I'm new to podcasts and I absolutely love listening to this. Great narrator who is easy to listen to, wonderful guest speakers, an amazing range of content for everyday apostolic believer, old and new. I am truly blessed and encouraged with each episode. Beautiful work.
0: Thank you for that great review, and uh, we continue to build up our subscriber base on the YouTube channel. We encourage you all to go over there, check it out, subscribe. We've even added Indonesian captions to our latest episodes for those who speak Bahasa. And feel free to reach out to us if you would like to have your native language added to the captions. We're more than happy to accommodate that.
1: But now, let's get to the conversation.
0: Well, it's good to be back together again on the podcast. Yeah. Just just the two of us here today. And uh, we arrived back this morning from Perth, so you guys are going to have to excuse us if we're a bit jet-lagged or silly in this episode. But I want to try and get this one out to you guys uh, this week. But uh, we're excited about the growth of the podcast. We noticed um, just this past week, we actually had the most audio downloads we've ever had in a single week. So the audio podcast continues to grow, even while the video podcast is uh, growing in subscribers as well. So that's really exciting. And we actually made an appearance in the uh, in the Christian podcast charts in Germany. Wow. So me being like half German uh, 100 years ago in the United States, that's, that's you know, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, yeah, Germany. you should be. <laughs> you should be. Uh, well today we're talking about distractions and uh, we're gonna try and make it through this entire episode without making any uh, stupid jokes about distractions <laughs> uh, but uh, please excuse us as I said we are a bit silly silly here today. but according to uh, research from reviews.org I, I found this online a bit interesting It's talking about phone use and it said that the average Australian, it's an Australian fact actually. that's good yeah the average australian spends uh uh, about five and a half hours on their phone every single day with millennials and gen zers they spend an average of seven hours on their phone every day
1: yeah that makes sense i'm like just under that yeah 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 how about you
0: yeah it's a shame to say but yes i'm (laughs) pretty close (laughs) pretty close to that i try and uh i try and say like oh you know it's like seven hours or six hours or whatever it is but you know, I'm, I use Ways, yeah. And so it's on Ways or podcasts or whatever, but yeah, probably on my Those phone way too count. much, huh? Those shouldn't count. Yeah, no, of course not, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> but the the more interesting one that I saw on this stat. So you got the the total time, and and right. again, we just try to give ourselves excuses with Ways and podcasts and reading the Bible. If you read the Bible on your phone, um, that counts as screen time, but. The, another stat I saw was about pickups. So like when you pick up your phone and it said the average person, and this is sort of trying to determine how, how distracted we are. Right. The average person picks up their phone 75 times a day. It seems like a lot, right? It seems like a lot, but if you think about it throughout your day, you know, you might be able to get to that number. Right. Yeah. And, um, that, that's about phones. And then you can go into social media, like, they're programming these apps to make sure that, that you're distracted, that you're, you're getting back into the app. Like, you, you know, the pull refresh um, yeah. function you know, like to, to refresh on Instagram or refresh right, right. on YouTube or whatever, that that's like similar to the, the same sort of motion that you would use at the casinos.
1: Yeah, the same <laughs> dopamine rush, Yeah, exactly. Right? It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And also, uh, like, the endless scroll, because you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, right. you're like, oh, what am I going to see next? Yeah. What am I going to yeah. see next? The And the, the last one is the one that gets me, and it's been really irritating, is the notifications. So if you keep notifications on your phone, some people are smart and they turn them off. I haven't. And um, I've noticed that actually recently apps like Facebook and Instagram will send you notifications uh-huh. about something that's not even associated with your account. It's like this person posted for the first time in a while. It's like, well, if I wanted to see it, i just <laughs> well, checking up on you. Yeah. yeah just making well, sure you're all right. They're <laughs> just trying to get you back into the, <laughs> the app, bro. <laughs> trying, to, trying to make money. And, um, you know, that's just phones. That's just apps. That's just yeah. social media. And there's so many other things that are pulling at our attention, work. Uh, family, all different commitments, even some things. Some things with church it pulling at your attention. Right. We have all these different things, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about distraction here today. Uh, we don't have to go into great detail, and we might even look at spinning this out into a couple episodes on it. Um, I, I know you mentioned that when we were doing a bit of uh, prep for this is like, hey, this is something we could actually talk about for a while. Yeah, um, but I wanted to look at the. Uh, word distraction in the dictionary. So, if we look at Merriam Webster's online dictionary, this is what the word distraction means it says something that distracts. So it's talking about an object, an object that just dis- directs one's attention away from something else. And, you know, de- de- definitions tend to change over time, right? Like, yeah. obviously, because language changes over time, we True. use words different. Um, the English language is so many years old and, and over time you're using words different. And so definitions have changed. So I thought it might be interesting to go back and look at what distraction meant further back. So maybe like here, this is one in, in 1953. So 1953 version of Merriam-Webster's dictionary. So same dictionary, but this was their version in, in 1953. It says that distraction is to draw one away from their direction, giving them mental relaxation and freedom from grief or guilt. So you read that definition compared to the one yeah. now, like the one now is all on the I object. The right. object is distracting me. The whatever is going on, that is what's distracting me. That 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 is the issue. Yeah. Whereas the old definition, it says, hey, actually there's some ownership on the individual. It's not just the object that is distracting you, but people we'll seek out distraction. Right. And if we're honest, we do. Right. Right. Like if you've got something, you know, going on and, and you just really don't want to think like, I I do this sometimes if I've had a really busy day at work or, you know, had a a bunch going on with the family and and it's been a good day, not necessarily a bad day, but at night you're just tired and it's like, you know what? I really, I should probably read, but my brain's tired. I don't want to (laughs) read. And so you just go on social media and scroll. Right. And, that's seeking distraction. I'm seeking mental relaxation. And and that, I think, is important that we realize that distraction isn't just about something distracting me or an object is working against what I want to do. But oftentimes, we can seek distraction. What do you think about that? Yeah, I
1: think it shows more of a reflection on what's going on in our day-to-day. The mm-hmm. fact that we're looking for that distraction, the fact that it becomes something that we look forward to, mm. instead of you know staying on some sort of path, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It could be like an escape. Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to get away from from what your intention should be right. for that day. Yeah, right. So, how do we overcome this desire to be distracted? Because we all experience it. Um, we all go through this. How how do we overcome it? And let's take a look at uh, Proverbs. Proverbs has something good to say about distraction and how to stay focused, Proverbs chapter 4. Would you mind reading that, verses 25 to 27?
1: Yeah. yeah, it says, Let your eyes look directly ahead, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or left. Turn your foot from evil.
0: See, notice how he focuses on the eyes there? Yeah. Like every every comment there, he's he's focused on your eyes. Let your eyes look directly ahead of you. Let your gaze be fixed. Watch the path. So he's saying where your eyes are focused or or what your eyes are looking at, that is the direction that you're wanting to go or that is the direction that that you want to do. And in fact, Jesus talks about it as well. He talks about the importance of our eyes. If you look at the Sermon on the Mount, and I'll get you to read this one as well, Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 to 23 in the sermon of the mount he talks about the importance of our eyes
1: yeah and it says the eye is the lamp of the body so then if your eyes clear your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light that is in you is a darkness how great is the darkness
0: so you see the the focus the attention the direction of your eyes you know, it can determine whether your body is full of light or full of darkness. That's right. what, that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying what you're focused on can determine whether your whole body, your whole countenance, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be full of light or full of darkness. What you focus on, yeah. what we're giving our attention to. And and that, that is so important that the direction that we're facing is the right direction because right. if we're facing the right direction, then our body would be full of light as opposed to being full of darkness. It can make all the difference in our life. And I like how Hebrews 12 talks about it. it the the writer, he, he had just finished talking about, you know, like the hall of faith, Hebrews 11, it goes through like a list of, of all the, the people in the Bible who were full of faith. Right. And he finishes that and he starts out the next chapter. Obviously, they didn't write in chapters, but the next, uh, you know, portion he talks about he says, lay aside. So he says, have a look at these guys who've done such such a great thing, this hall of faith, these wonderful men and women of faith. And then he says, lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And the, the writer, he's painting a picture, and I, and I love this, you know, you probably get tired of me talking about running, but <laughs> I love this because, you know, it, it seems like Paul, if Paul wrote Hebrews, I know Paul writes about running in a number of other chapters. So, you know. He could have been one, you know. I think he's a runner, bro. I think so. I think was a runner. Yeah, he had Nikes, the originals. <laughs> but he, he's he's talking about um, an endurance race, or this rider is talking about an endurance race, and, and he talks about weight. And if you watch, like, uh, if you watch a marathon race, especially the elite marathoners, not someone like me, but, you know, an elite marathoner, they're cutting weight before they get, it's almost like a fight. They're cutting weight, trying to get as light as they can before a race. They wear as little clothing as possible because they don't want any weight holding them back. You know, a kilo can make all the difference. You know, having a, I remember one, one year Galen Rupp he was running in the US trials and he actually had like holes cut out in his in his top <laughs> and apparently that was going to help with with uh making it he'd be able to cut another couple seconds off his time wow but that's what these guys are looking for you know lay aside every weight so that they can run as fast as as possible and this is the picture that he's saying he's saying you need to lay aside that weight don't carry anything extra with you don't carry this weight don't carry this sin and then you're going to be able to run with endurance. You'll be able to go far. You'll be able to go fast. Yeah. Because when those things are laid to the side and we're fixing our eyes on Jesus, then we're going to be able to accomplish what God wants for us. We're going to be able to attain that prize, you know. Yeah. It's it's really cool, especially when you think about that in the context of modern running. It's like, wow, that's this a pretty powerful picture he's painting there. And and this is where our focus needs to be. This is where our attention Needs to lie. It needs to be fixed on Jesus, the Author and the Finisher of our faith. I wanted to share this with you all. I'm. I'm going to read it because, because I, I believe it's quite powerful. Um, in 1918, there was a, a young English woman named Helen Howorth Lamel and she read a track entitled "Focused." And this track was written by a missionary, Isabella Elias Trotter. Now, this lady <laughs> is an incredible woman. She was an accomplished artist, so she was an artist, she she was uh, quite well-to-do, and she left everything to go be a missionary. And she wanted to be a missionary to Algeria. Mm. We're talking about in the late 1800s that she mm. left everything to go be a missionary to Algeria. And the more interesting part as well is that she applied to be a missionary, and they told her, uh, sorry, we can't fund you. So if you want to go, you're going to have to support yourself. So this lady, uh, Isabella Trotter, she actually self-funded to be a missionary to Algeria in the late 1800s. Wow. And she, she wrote this track about being focused. And again, remember, this is written in 1918. So this is obviously way before a lot of the things that cause us to be distracted in the modern world. And she says that she says, And they lie all around, these interests. Never has it been so easy to live in half a dozen good, harmless worlds at once. You can live in art, music, social science, games, motoring, the following of some profession, and so on. And between them, we run the risk of drifting about the good hiding the best, even more effectually than it could be hidden by downright frivolity with its smothered heartache at its own emptiness. It is easy to find out whether our lives are focused, and if so, where the focus lies. Where do our thoughts settle when consciousness comes back in the morning? Where do they swing back when the pressure is off during the day? Does this test not give the clue? Then dare to have it out with God, and after all, that is the shortest way. Dare to lay bare your whole life in being before Him and ask him to show you whether or not all is focused on Christ and his glory dare to face the fact that unfocused good and uh, and useful as it may seem it will prove to have failed of its purpose so she's writing that in 1913 right yeah. or is it 1918 1918 she's writing that in 1918 and and obviously some of the words you know I struggled with, <laughs> you might struggle with, but basically she's saying you, we need to be focused right. and think about, think about it. Are you focused on God? Are you truly focused? What is the first thing you're thinking about? What is right. the last thing that you're thinking about? Where is your attention throughout the day? And so when Helen Lamel, when she read this, she wrote this powerful hymn, it's called The Heavenly Vision, and you may not recognize the title, but definitely many of you will recognize these lyrics and she wrote, after she read that track, she wrote this, she, she said, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so when she read that track, she's like, wow, my focus needs to be on Jesus. Turn your eyes yeah. to Jesus. And when we turn our eyes to Jesus, then we'll be able to see more clearly and see where we need to go. And actually, uh, Urshan, I think Urshan College recorded that, um, not the whole song, but they recorded <laughs> that portion of the song, yeah. um, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, on their latest album. I, I forget the song, I might link it in the show notes if you guys want to listen to it. But it's a, pow- it's a powerful thought, it's a powerful Powerful thing. And, you know, it's important that our eyes are fixed on Jesus because when our eyes are fixed on Him and we understand who He is and what He should be in our life and what He's accomplished for us, then the things of the world grow dim, as yeah. as she said in the song, you know? Um, just just powerful. And when our eyes are focused on Jesus, uh, we desire to spend time with Him in prayer, <laughs> right? When, sure. when our eyes are... Turned on Jesus, we choose to read his word instead of skipping it. We tend to we t- we choose to focus on him. We look for opportunities to show the love of God. We share the gospel with those around us. We seek first his kingdom. Yeah. And and that all happens because our attention is where it needs to be. Our focus is where it needs to be. We're not distracted. And you ask these questions. When you get to a state like that, you say, you know, what can I do? Where can I go? Where do you want me to be, Lord? What, what is it that you want me to do? It's not about me. It's not about my will, but it becomes about what God wants for us. And um, before we move on from that, I did want to come back to what Isabella Trotter said. I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase here because, again, some of these words are, are difficult for us in, in, in modern times. But she says, um, when we allow competing interests or distractions into our lives— We run the risk, and this is really powerful if you grasp this. We run the risk of drifting about, and the good hides the best. Mm. Later, she writes, dare to face the fact that being unfocused or distracted, good and useful as it may seem. So in the moment, it may feel very good. It may feel very useful. It will prove to have failed of its purpose. Purpose is so important. That's you know? huge. And and like when you're talking about the good instead of the best. Right. Like we can live really good lives for God. We can we can we can live really good lives for our family, for our community, even for our church. But it may not be the best life because we weren't focused, because we didn't give full attention to what God Absolutely. wanted us to do. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just live a good life. No but I yeah. want to do the best that I can, you know?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's why, like, this topic of distraction is worth another episode, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we can just focus on that one sentence, that one point that yeah. she made, and go another 30 minutes. Because yeah. it's very, very, very um, It's important. powerful, man. Yeah, powerful.
0: Like, when you, yeah, when you when you consider that, it's like, what, how often am I settling for the good? And again, you know, we can't talk th- about this another time. Yeah. We don't want to... Um, uh, you know, go too far down this, right. but how often do we settle for the good when the best is out there? Right. If if we'll just put the focus in, if we'll just put the intention in, and make sure that that we're doing what God wants for us, you know, if we allow ourselves to be distracted, if we don't have our focus on Jesus, then we're going to fail to fulfill the purpose that God has for us. And so many of our Listeners, so many of of us, you know, you and me as well, we want to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. You know, we want to do what God would have for us. And and I think we're going to finish up with this. And again, as you said, I think we might actually revisit this topic in the future, just you and I. But I want to finish with this. Often we look at purpose as like an overarching goal. It's like, what is the ultimate goal for my life? Or what is the over... You know, uh, and, and when everything's added up in the end, then I'm going to fulfill my purpose. But what if we allowed ourselves, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently, you know, um, uh, I was talking about it in Indonesia as well. We have faith for the past and we have faith for the future, but sometimes we struggle with faith for today. Yeah. And when we were in Perth, uh, brother Joshua even talked about that. Right. He was talking about, you know, we believe God for things in the past and, and we can celebrate the future. But we really struggle sometimes with today, and and I think we do that sometimes with purpose. It's like yeah, I know where God has directed me, and I know where I'm going, or I think I know where I'm going. But daily, we sometimes miss out on the purpose that God has for us for that day. Yeah, and I think um, the Apostle Paul really uh, highlights this when when he talks about this in Philippians chapter three. If you wouldn't mind reading verse fourteen for us, real quick.
1: Absolutely, it says. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the onward call of God in Christ Jesus.
0: His goal was to fulfill the call of God on his life each and every day. And we need to realize that that has to be our focus. It can't be all these other things that are pulling at our attention, but it needs to be our aim to fulfill the purpose that God has for us Every day, how am I fulfilling His purpose today? Not, you know, six months down the road, five years down the road, not two weeks in the past, but what am I doing today to fulfill the call of God on my life? His purpose for me. Am I allowing myself to be distracted by things that really don't matter at, at, at the end of the at the end of it at all? Is my attention fixed on Jesus and? I just want to challenge you all to think about that. Make sure that, as as Isabella said, um, Isabella Trotter said in that incredible tract, you know, focus. Make sure that you realign yourself with Jesus. Focus on Him, and and ask yourself those hard questions. Because if our eyes are fixed on Jesus, then we're going to be able to run that race with endurance. We're going to attain that prize that we that we all want. We're not going to look to the left. We're not going to look to the right. But we're going to have our eyes on him. We won't allow distractions to pull us away. And then if we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, then we will live a life full of purpose every day.